Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Brian here with Jimmy, Kathleen, and Luke. And today we're going to be starting a new Binge With Us series covering the brand new Netflix original, Shadow and Bone. Today we got the pilot, episode one, entitled A Searing Burst of Light. And guys, I think this show is a little bit of an unknown for all four of us. I mean, obviously, Netflix just started advertising it at the time, like a month ago, I feel like. Came out of nowhere, seemed really popular, but none of us really know anything about this show or the story going into it. Yeah, it was actually you that messaged us saying this might be something good for us to try. And I know it has a big following from the books, but I think it slipped by all seven of us, to be honest. (laughs) I don't think any of us knew the books, but... I liked it a lot just from the first episode. This is a total just mix of Avatar The Last Airbender yep. thrown in with some Carnival Row. And I think it's it's definitely starting off stronger than Carnival Row did. I do like the, what do we call this time period? Like it, I don't know. I Pre-industrial. Yeah, that's yeah. Exactly Dude, you for. just brought up Avatar and what was the other one? Carnival Row. Carnival I was thinking there's definitely some Game of Thrones elements, but I was thinking Attack on Titan. Like this yeah. existential threat, and especially like the the Rafka military uniforms or whatever, those definitely looked like the Survey Corps. Okay. So I, I was feeling a lot of Attack on Titan vibes. But yeah, the story is a little bit, for me, engrossing. I found myself really into it, actually. Um, a lot of just the world building, I thought the pacing of the first episode was good, but they gave us a lot in this first episode. They kind of set the framework for the geography that we have. Obviously, this place, Ravka, is absolutely fucked from the north, south, and west. It just seems bad for our heroes, but this is a really interesting start to the story. I, I really enjoyed this pilot. So let's stick on the topic of world building real quick, because there's some things that I think they did really, really well, and some things that I was kind of weary about. And first, I will say... The, the way that they set up the map and they gave you kind of the the cultural and political standpoints of all the directions around the fold was really, really well done. Honestly, my biggest complaint goes towards the fact that I think they put in too much world building in this first episode. It was like a it was a, it was really well done, but it was just so much so fast paced that I kind of wanted to digest a little bit. And then we already kind of got through the fold of through the first episode. So I, I would have appreciated if the episode slowed down a tiny bit. But everything that they were doing, I was buying. And I love the storyline going on in, uh, tell me how to pronounce it, B-Tom's Ketterdam, yeah, yeah, on the I island of Kerch. So, far. so, okay, I want to, let's dive into that because I feel like that's almost the background storyline. Anything around the fold, I feel like is exhibit A, you know, that's top dog. But this Ketterdam plotline seems to be taking a back seat. But I think Kaz Brecker might be my favorite character. Yeah, so yeah, far, yeah, yeah. he just seems like a shot caller. I also like his guy, Jesper, who yeah. shot the coin yep. in the first scene in Ketterdam. But there are there's a lot to like out of these characters. Well, um, they're kind funny. of quirky, exciting. It's funny that you say those, too. I loved Inez, dude. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be my girl. Yeah, she just seems so cool. The part where they're talking about the stealing of the painting and, you know, it, it was her that did it. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. he's going to be a badass. I could tell uh, the thing about these characters are. You have the it's kind of split into two stories, right? This this first episode, we have everybody to the east of the fold. And then there is this this group of criminals to the west of the fold. And the two characters from the east of the fold seem so just like cookie cutter. Like I knew they were going to fucking give the girl the sun. Uh, summoner. Well, that's why she's important or else we wouldn't be watching her on our that's screen. What I'm saying these two are more of like they're going to be like the main characters that fight the major conflict. 
and they seem a little bit more cookie cutter to me while the guys to the west of the fold these criminals are so much more layered already and seem more interesting and have more personality yeah i mean just in general the like heist imagery and cross-cutting it's yeah. so fun that they're such fun characters but i liked the alina and mal stuff i was in you know me i'm like are okay kiss? yeah baby <laughs> so kathleen i have a question for you when we were covering cursed which inevitably we're going to compare this to cursed because that was a netflix original that we covered as well uh you said right off the bat one of the redeeming qualities of that show is that Catherine langford has star power did you feel that with this this chick playing alina starkov uh the actress's name is jesse may lee so i did really like her um i don't know that it's as standalone as Catherine langford but i think cursed only had Catherine langford mm-hmm. until we got like merlin and, and, and stuff merlin yeah. yeah of course but no i liked those two together like their chemistry they seemed like the I bought that they knew each other their entire lives and they grew up with each other. And there's like a, they just don't want to risk the friendship type of thing. Um, but yeah, I was obviously more interested in all the heist stuff cause it's funner. But once they brought the actual fold, like the, the imagery of the fold is like the coolest thing. There's nothing just like vast nothingness where you do not know what's behind. It's like the scariest thing I could ever think of. The thumbnail is amazing. It's just of her standing in front of the wall. See, that got I mean, me uh, like what incredible. what they're showing on Netflix. Yeah. So right away that that is the wall in Game of Thrones. It's this ominous, like larger than life geographical landmark that is itself supernatural in its qualities i'm drawing that parallel immediately the wall and boy you're absolutely right they get you with that thumbnail it just looks so cool but i will say i'm in on alina being our like heroine or or i guess who we're the heist is about like that's the the sun summoner that's who they're going after yeah at the end of the episode he says bring me alina he knows the name because of alexi yeah, mm-hmm. I think we haven't seen enough of her yet. No, of course, she's going to get a great backstory. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. She's going to bang Mal at some point, I'm uh, guessing. Yeah, I, like she's going to have all these cool powers. But to me, I honestly, in the first episode, was still drawn on the east side. West side. No, no like with Alina. Oh, OK. Within yeah. their party, I was even more drawn to the Dark General, who we didn't get anything of yet. And I even liked the Inferni that was on the fold that gets messed yeah. up. I did not yeah. think she was going to mm. die. I kind of thought she was stealing the scene there too, and I was pissed she went she went out. But I, I did, agree with that. I just want to say yeah. that when we first see the Inferni or Inferni, however you want to pronounce it, they show her snapping her fingers, mm-hmm. and I thought of Colonel Mustang from Full Metal oh, Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Right away, it was unbelievable. She snaps her fingers with the fire and yeah. then blasts the the dummy. That Inferni is actually the trailer into the if you just hold over netflix like if you hold it over the show it shows that inferni in the fold the one that dies oh really like talking about the blue flame and stuff and oh, okay. i thought she was going to be like a main character and yeah so mind-blowing when the what are they called the the volcra the the yeah. so it ended so, up it ended up being that zoya survived and she's going to be our grisha from the boat that mm-hmm. is like the main character that- so did zoya survive was she the chick at the end yeah, um yeah. because yeah. i thought so she was a Grisha, but she was a squalor because she was someone who can control air, right? Yeah. Did we not see that person get fucked up well, in the yeah. fold? That was the first person to go. There was multiple ones. Yeah, okay. The one at, at the top was controlling the sail. And then she was back at the bottom with the Inferni and the other ones that were there. There's yeah. a couple of them mm-hmm. there. Um, but yeah, she's also there. She says, get the mimetic. And, and... Zoe is the one who wanted to take a tumble with Mal. Yeah. Right? Hell yeah. We all so, want to take a tumble. <laughs> yeah, we do. 
Okay, I thought that was her at the end, but that definitely was her. So she's a character going forward. She's going to be a person, I feel like, because she had that interaction with Mal. Oh, I kind of liked her. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Those, those are the airbenders. Yeah, they're cool. So well, let's, let's talk about that right now. So mm-hmm. is what we know is the Squallers are the airbenders. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Inferni, Inferni, however we're going to say it. I don't know if you know the, the pronunciation, B-Toms. So, I mean, Inferni, Inferni, probably okay. Inferni. That's the fire, right? Yep. And then we have yes. two document cases of the shadow benders. Yeah. <laughs> Is right. that what we're going to call them for now? Well, they had the shadow. So they okay. So Kerrigan is a shadow bender, and then the person that made the fold was a shadow bender, and right. we all think Enedge is as well. Is that a thing we think? Oh, Enedge. That's what I think. Oh, oh I shit, don't really. Did you think she could do that? No, I didn't. I didn't think that. I don't know okay. about what a shadow bender could do for me to guess a personality trait or like how the how they would be useful yet. Like, so what do we know about them. About the shadow banners <laughs> that they do shadows, bro. That's their thing. <laughs> That's all we know. I could find out. So I, I looked at the I breakdown there, there, <laughs> but I refuse for the pod. Um, there, there's like a bunch of Grishas. We also saw the heart render, which is yeah. another form of Grisha. Um, and I think in that class, there are also healers and tailors. Like I did go on the wiki, just like see the breakdown of everything. Uh, the next class is the order of summoners which are the Squallers, Inferni, and Tidemakers. There are Waterbenders as well. Um, also, the Sun Summoners and the Shadow People are included in this class. And then there's the Order of Fabricators. Okay, so Fabricators are Grisha, whose power focuses on composite materials such as metal, glass, textiles, yeah. and chemicals. The Order consists of Dorasts and Alchemy. Collectively, they are commonly referred to as Fabricators. So wasn't the whole interaction that Kaz has when they're going up to... Uh, Dracine, Dracine's Dreesen, Dreesen, Dreesen. So when they're at Dreesen's, yeah. they're on the other side of the gate, and uh, the the guard comes up and says like he doesn't have a meeting with anybody, and he goes, "Well, if you want this money, he does," and he makes the coins pop up. No, his he head. just throws it at him. I he thought it was like it. a summoning it... thing. No, 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 no. Because no, later in that scene, they walk away and they hear a call from the back. It's someone from the the coach horse they just took. Say, hey, there's a hole. It's from the gambling. Scene mm-hmm. and he just threw it however he throws it through the gate at him in the opening scene when Jesper shot that coin in the fake coin. Yeah, both of them had remarks saying, like, ooh, you can tell like the weight is slightly different between the fake and the legit one. So I feel like Jesper might be a fabricator. And then they also kind of focused on when when Kaz was meeting Inej. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. first time like when she sneaks into his room like he they were spending a lot of time on him like taking his gloves off i thought maybe like that could be like power related so if that is something like that could be an early sign of foreshadowing i don't know what gives it away if you if you are wow right. i wasn't even really thinking of kaz himself being like a grisha but that yeah. would be he's yeah. already he's already my favorite I kaz agree, is up here for sure Scene stealer he's yeah, so great yeah, yeah i like kaz a lot i really like um an edge too and i'm excited to see her friend who she tried to pitch to kaz yeah the kaz. one that she said is special yeah so, like she definitely she's gonna be a part of it you don't just drop that line because i also like where he's like i thought he was gonna be like I only do one of a kind. If you're not one of a kind, then fucking beat it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. thought he was going to say that to her, but I think that they, okay. they have he a special relationship. <laughs> so that whole conversation led me to believe that the people that she was trying to save from the menagerie, some of them were just common Grisha, like just like another Inferni or Squalor, who, while rare, are still just a dime a dozen. And he said, no, I only deal in the one of a kind, which is 
Inej, which leads me to believe she's one of these shadow benders because she's one of a kind. Okay. okay Otherwise, so- why would he keep this girl so close to his to his side? And he said, like, I, I'm not just going around freeing people from servitude like you're special. I bought you. That's why you're here. That's why I can't help these girls. So everyone in the menagerie is a Grisha. I didn't realize that. I just thought they were people that were not everybody. I think just she knew that some of them were. Okay, and I, that would make sense because in Ketterdam, they would probably want to keep that on the DL if they're being persecuted, but we don't know that yet. Okay, so so that's why you're assuming that she's a shadow bender. <laughs> um, only because <laughs> only because he made a point to say that, well, those girls are special. They're not special enough for me. Like, you are special enough. She Go also ahead. seemed very uh, either scared or interested when the Sun Summoner came up and in the end of the episode when they found out that one yeah. exists. It was also like... In the scene where Inej makes her appearance, she slinks out of the shadows. Like he looks down, makes a point to look behind him at an open window. She's not there. And then he looks down and she's just there. Totally. As if appearing from the shadows. Oh, I I just don't even know the questions to ask. She's going to be my girl. "Mm -hmm." Yeah, she's going to be fucking. Yeah. I know she is. Because, all right, let's talk through the the Dreesen storyline just quickly. So so we can end on the the Alexi scene real quick. Okay. You know, like there's this is a typical heist criminal perspective movement here where Mm -hmm. we're going to just there's a million dollars on the table and the goal is just to go through the fold and come back with something, quote unquote, something. Right. And this money is apparently a nominal amount. Like it matters. It's a material amount because Kaz is like, okay, fuck, like a million dollars, million Kruger, 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 Kruger. Kruger. Yeah. Kruger. So. You know, we have we get the rival criminal introduced. Also, Jimmy, what's his name? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I just want to tell everyone listening here and you guys that the first time I watch an episode of anything, I do it without subtitles. And then the second time when I'm taking more of my notes, <laughs> I do it with subtitles. And his name is Pekka Rollins. But when they were saying it, I thought they were calling him Pecker. So from now on, <laughs> I'm going to be calling this guy Pecker. <laughs> Pecker Rollins. And he seems like a thug. He's like a legit thug, whatever. He is going to be a real contender. I'm sure he's going to be the rival to Kaz, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, long story short, they go to Dreesen Manor because <laughs> they're trying to beat Pekka to, to, Pecker. to get this contract for this job. And the reason I bring this all up is we'll, we'll tie in the other side of the storyline into how Alexi gets there and stuff, but... Inej in this scene to me did a lot for her character when she is the one who actually brings the tortured person water. Mm-hmm. So she's not bad. I don't think like Kaz and Jasper, Jasper they're not going to be bad people. They're going to be doing bad shit. And yeah. I'm sure they're willing to kill motherfuckers. But I think Inej, like I assumed she was going to be evil, like assassin kind of like, yeah. but no, that I- kind of it gave her a little bit of character right there. So, I mean, they spoon fed us Peck of Rollins. He is a bad guy and yes. a gangster. Yeah. Kaz is the opposite of that. A good guy, but in the wrong business. So he's up to some shady stuff. Yeah, so he, definitely. I took him at the end. By the end of this episode, I took him as our our typical anti-heroes that we're going to love. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. And Pekka, you know, typical, nothing Pecker. special about him. Pecker. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So here's where I see this story going. This is just my overarching theory Kaz is going to go to the fold. He's going to meet up with Alina, decide that he kind of wants to chill with her instead of hand her over to Dreesen. And then I think we're going to have Pekka Rollins, a.k.a. Pecker, come over and intervene with them. So I feel like we're headed for that kind of a situation. I would like that. Yeah, so you think that our anti-heroes and our heroes are going to kind of 
meet up and be a, a team pretty much at some point. Well, they're definitely going to meet up. I mean, Cass well, yeah, is going I mean, there to get her. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm saying you think they're going to yes. end up being together. Yeah. As I think this team. is a good time to talk about the books, like the surface level book knowledge we do have. Yeah. So I purposely, and I think all of us are purposely not trying to see any book information or material at all because we want to mm-hmm. keep it straight up television show. We don't want to skew anything. But the only thing that I do know, and I think Kathleen read this as well, um, that the Grisha verse is actually six books at this time. And I'm not sure if there's going to be more books or not, but the books with Alina are three books. It's a trilogy. And then there's two duologies, 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 <laughs> and they are with our anti-heroes. Okay. Kaz, they're with Kaz. Yeah. So they're, they're actually not related at all. And the show decided to put them together. Okay. Not even supposed to so interact I don't, in universe. Yeah, like I don't even know in universe if they react, but all interact. But all I do know is that they're not supposed to be in the same main storyline. And what okay. Jimmy did say to me was, the fans that are in the know said that this is like a very very bold creative yeah. decision to take. This is the equivalent of I, I don't even have something lined up to make a good metaphor. There. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like John meeting up with Daenerys in season two. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like they didn't want to take a risk of people either not liking the show or it not getting a chance to bring in this second story. You yeah. know, so they if they would have brought in only Alina's story and then we're like, all right, now we're going to do Shadow and Bone, you know, anthology series. And here's the Kaz story. Mm-hmm. Because I don't uh, even know, as far as I know, I don't even know if Alina is is the target in the Grishaverse. I don't think she is for Kaz and them. I think it's just a heist story. But I don't want to be quoted on that, and that's why we're not going to get too much into the book stuff. But I will say, from the perspective of someone who's only watched episode one, I would have liked it a lot less if it was 50 minutes of Alina's storyline and none of Kaz. I think right. the fact that it was 50-50 made me want more of both of their stories that much more. For sure. I and I also think that that's going to be the most fun as viewers to um, theory craft and predict because it is going to be pulled out of just yeah. the yeah. writer's head right there. It's not based <laughs> off the source material. So whatever is going on with Kaz and Alina, if they ever do meet, that shit's going to be all new. And I love yeah. that. That being the case, after we're done with season one, I'm interested to go back and see what you know the readers of the book thought yeah. about this interpretation of the story. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm hundred percent going to read the books after season one. So at I, that point, I guess I'll know some information, but <laughs> I have a question at the end of the episode, when the boat is kind of retrieved, I guess, and they see them, Alina and Malik on the ground, whatever, where is the boat now? It's like, in it back. Got, it got spat back out. Well, in, they just said they just went back. They just in East retreated Rafka. pretty much. I wonder if it's attached to like a rope so they could pull it back. Mm. Maybe, yeah, but it, but it is on the east side of the fold. Yeah. So I completely until the very last scene when you see Alexi run out of the fold, thought that it like was water. Yeah, me too. I one thousand okay, percent was like, God. is it not water? I mean, it's, it's a sand. boat. It's how a can you boat, not? Though. It is. It's supposed yeah. to be. A yeah. How can sand? you not think yeah. that? But I was like, how's he running? <laughs> I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. So that makes That's... it even worse when they they are in the fold and they're on the boat and all the Volkers are attacking and the one guy just like jumps off. I thought he was diving <laughs> yeah. into the water. Yeah, he looks like he's, he's just diving. diving. He's sitting right well, on the Well, it was him. He's the one who jumped off. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, Alexi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would yeah, love yeah. to see a camera angle from his side because you know he's just <laughs> flattening into the sand like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, the fold is like the coolest big bad I've ever seen in my life. It's like, so am, cool. I love the intrigue of it. It's yeah, so dope. I agree. 
And honestly, the boat scene with the fucking monsters, I was like, fuck me up. Yes. Yeah. Like, the, like just like you said, uh, the Inferni, like, I was not expecting that. Not I was not all. expecting Mal to get gripped up either. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, that was a lot in the for the first episode to them just get ripped the fuck up by these monsters. I mean, as soon as that guy lights the lamp, you're like, she just Dude, said it's it. It's the one rule. Yeah. yeah. It's what the, the hell one you doing? fucking oh rule. I still don't understand fully why she was was so upset that the blue light went out and how yes did it, yeah did it go out it purposely? went out no like it, i guess it went out by accident i don't know but she was like oh shit oh shit pretty I, much. I, it was a dull blue light what's that helping it's in just my like brain i was like that dull blue light means something I think like it, it means more it. than yeah. just it being a dull blue light that is like so it going out is like an ominous thing. Like maybe that means bad things are happening. Like it, it was a type of energy or something. It's not necessarily a light, but an energy. And if that energy, okay. goes around, that's how I was thinking. So the, of it. the vibe I'm like getting that. is that the fold, it loves darkness, obviously. And it, if it sees light, it kills it. It attacks it. So that's why when you get a small fire like that, there was probably like five or six is what we saw flying around the air after mm -hmm. we saw the, the sun summoner. But to me, like, so so they are they're attacking the light because it's a little bit of fire, but because she's so special and powerful, it's just too much light and kills them. Is uh, that what we I think? mean, I, I think from the conversations we've heard so far about the sun summoners that she's like the antithesis of their existence. So I Ooh, think yeah. her powers just destroy them okay. no matter what. I mean, I don't know exactly if it's like specifically light, because then I feel like someone would have tried. Well, to... we're 100 percent going to learn how her powers work. That's yeah. for sure. But yes, I do think because they use the metaphor, you can't fight fire with more fire. So right. I think it's like they use the words. What's the opposite of darkness then? Right. So then they then they that's how the sun summoner kind of gets brought up in that yeah. conversation with Kaz. So when they're doing that info drop. So is it literally like I'm probably thinking of it too literally when I'm thinking of opposites. Because because you did list a lot more than I thought there were of the Grisha types, and I thought it was going to be more mm -hmm. simplified, like, you know, how Avatar works, where it's just fire right. and water opposite, but it's clearly not going to be like that. Maybe a sun summoner is the only thing that could gather light within the fold enough to to combat it, you know, like, mm -hmm. like, it's not it, just a fire, like they would just put the fire out, but it is like yeah. literally something. I mean, yeah, they might be able to conjure themselves pure light. Yeah. And yeah. that I mean, we saw, obviously, that she lit up the entire fold pretty much mm -hmm. and and it was seen from alexi far away yeah yeah, yeah. and the, the only other thing that i know from the books that it kind of ties into this is that someone was saying and it was the same article i read that in the books the equivalent of going into the fold would just be like pure darkness like you can't see anything mm -hmm. it and and they were saying that they wish it would have actually been portrayed on film where like the screen's just black and then the blue light goes on. You could see a little bit and then maybe like lightning flashes and you see a couple things. Wow, that would have been. Cool. And then the, yeah. guy light, then the guy lights the fire and then you start to see, holy shit, here comes the, the yeah. monsters. So either way, I mean, I guess they, they portray it a little bit different, but I guess you can kind of see why the guy might have freaked out and lit the lantern, even though he was told not to, because if the blue goes out the entire you're just in pure darkness, Should be, yeah. you know, but it's petrifying. But again, any kind of light, you, the what are the monsters called, right? Volkras just swarm to it and yeah. see exactly who they're attacking. Luke, think about all the spiders that are probably in there. <laughs> nah, not in the sand. We're good. <laughs> okay, but let's let's talk. The last piece of information we have about the fold was that conversation I keep referencing with Kaz. And I did mention it a little bit earlier. Okay, so 
we find out it's basically when Kaz is trying to brainstorm of how what they're going to do about the fold being an obstacle, mm. right? And then Jesper just starts ripping off ideas, talking about this is when he name drops the black heretic. And then we, Brian, I think you mentioned it earlier. He's the one who created the fold. Mm-hmm. And he's the so, only shadow Grisha we know of. I like to except, think of her as a girl. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> except for the general of the second army, right? Yep. I do believe that Jesper referred to her as that crazy shadow Grisha. And Inej was the one that corrected, said the black heretic, as if taking pride in her title. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fuck me up. Shadow vendor. Yeah. (laughs) Relax here, boys. Uh, This ain't my first theory. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Um, He also said they tried digging under the fold the one time, like a century ago, and something heard them digging. This fold is so ominous and awesome. I love it. Mm -hmm. So I guess we also need to bring up the fact that Alina and Mal both lost their parents to the fold. Yeah, let's let's just hit the beginning of that a little bit because we did kind of skip over our chosen one story here. Yeah, but I love how much they got into the cultural differences and basically how much you get persecuted for being a half blood kind right. of thing. Like you're the actually half blood and your one half is the enemy's blood. Yes. So yeah, she yeah. looks like the enemy. So she, and so does Mal. So they're outcasts yeah. pretty much. I, I like the fact that Alina is a cartographer, right? Like yeah. she draws maps and stuff mm-hmm. and that just, you know, she's, she was smart enough to crazy enough to burn yeah. the maps, which got her onto the ship with Mal and stuff like that. But I do like the map setup summary yeah. that we kind of got with the mountains on both sides really stop you from going up or down unless you want to take i think we find out it's like it's like a five month trip to go all the way around the mountains so yeah. either side of the fold kaz didn't have that time so he's like obviously we're going through so that's a good you know scale for what kind of distance we're dealing with here i don't think alina knew she was getting all of her friends basically killed oh, no, no, no. and she was like "Ooh, i'm, actually, I'm <laughs> actually a little surprised that she didn't show more remorse once she found out that she's sending her whole squad now because of her yeah and it seems like alina does this shit often because her friends were kind of like what the fuck did you do well, and, see, the, and the guy was like you always think it's alina it's like she's like i'm right yeah. i'm always right but we also have to remember that that girl is also being racist too she also is against her because of that okay it's like this the food scene where he won't feed her because mm. she looks like the enemy mm. quote unquote mm-hmm. yeah i really liked alina i just need more of her to be able to yeah, like make a, a have a legit i mean she, again we we're going to compare us to curse but with with nimue uh catherine langford it's just alina is a good character where she's got like that hard-headedness she's gonna do what she needs to yeah. do it's the stubbornness she she's she's a great hero she's gonna be someone that's very interesting and eventually. i can already tell that uh alina's gonna get way better co- actual content dialogue nimue was so like g-rated it was yeah. so yeah. babyish. hey hey as soon as you hit the, t- the netflix thing it says nudity on there, so we're nice. not G-rated here, like Curse. I feel like Curse tried to like say there was something, and all there we some, got uh, was like there a was side some King boot. Arthur ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we got a side. We boot. did get ass, didn't we? Yeah, we that was a ass. bummer. Not enough. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about our other kind of main character, Mal. Right, mm-hmm. he gets painted out to be in the, his first flashback scene as kind of a little bitch. Yeah, he's not a fighter. He's a he's lover. Sensitive. He didn't want to kill the bunny. And then we skip to the future right where he's in the army and shit. And he's just street fighting for money and yeah. the, fighting the fellow soldiers and stuff like that. He's not a bad fighter. So that's good. Oh, nah, man. He's kicking ass. Yeah. 
After he kicks ass, though, he is confronted by a squalor who is yeah. one of the Grisha, and he wants to fight the squalor. But the one dude holds him back and says, "If you lose, you'll be in the Medicus, which dope in this world they call it a Medicus. Yep. Hell yeah. And two, if you win, then they'll put you in prison. So yeah. not. So it seems like they are protected in Ravka and are like higher class citizens. These Grisha. And exactly. I think you're also supposed to assume that a lot of them are douches, too, because if you get a little bit further into the, the scene where he meets back up with Alina, um, he says that when their general's not la- around, they pick on them a lot. And they're they, just like entitled soldiers. Yeah, yeah. arrogant. Yeah. They yeah. literally moved them away from like their tents. They shifted their tents so they could train a little yeah. bit. And that kind of makes sense to me from a strategic point of view. Because like, who are these soldiers when you can fucking throw air and yeah. shit? At people, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, who's that bitch that can throw fire when she just gets taken away by a Volcra? Everyone would have died but the Sun Summoner. Yeah. I know we already (laughs) talked about this, but she was like, bring it, bring it. And then all of a sudden, she's just getting smashed. I mean, that was just to highlight the hopelessness of once you get caught in the fold and you're fucked, like you're fucked. There's there's nothing. I mean, it is crazy. Like, they had 37 more markers. The boat was on fire. You know that shit's game over. Like, mm-hmm. it was <laughs> it was not going to be good. My first time watching it, I had, like, all the lights down. Like, I was in the zone. I was so scared. I was like, what the fuck's going to happen? When is this going to, when is shit going to hit the fan? And she, one of the longest minutes ever goes by. And she's like, marker one, 37 more to go. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I really, gotta be kidding me. I really did like the scene where we see Alina right before she goes through the fold. She kind of like holds her breath and the and the volume goes down like mm-hmm. as she goes through. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the magicians with the Zelda episode with her daughter mm-hmm. when they're deaf. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it just brings like, the mm, ominousness to it. Yeah. Dead side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's also just I was gonna say this to when we talked to Zelda that that scene made me really pay attention. Like I you get really sucked mm-hmm. into that fucking shit yeah, when, the, no when all the volume goes down yeah baby it's good so we pretty much hit all the main points there what else do okay so i want to i want to talk about the line that mal says pretty much his last line of the episode so we're in the fold the volkers are there pretty much destroying the ship and the one is messing him up that's when alina comes over shoots the shoots his leg and he falls for a second was he gonna die right there because he says, I'll meet I'll you at the meadow. The meadow yeah. Or was he saying like, okay, we're both about to die. Like, was he already mortally wounded? Are we supposed to assume? Go ahead, Joe. Okay, I was actually going to ask this to the group too. Like, did you guys think he was going to die? Like, did you think he wasn't going to make it? I At first, when I was watching it, I thought that he was dying. But then I just took it as like, they're holding hands and they're together. So he's like, we'll, we'll do this together, whether it's die together or make it together. But yeah, I definitely the first time. And for a lot of that scene, I was like, he's dying. Yeah. Like, I thought there was a chance he was actually going to die. Yeah. It's just, so it's safe to assume that Mal's not dead. No, we know that he's not because, well, no, he gets taken by the medic. So we don't know that he's not. Right. So he's just laying there, right? When the medic yeah. takes They're both him. just laying there. Yeah. I just took it like they're alive together because she's now, if he didn't die there and they take him with the medic, they would have just been like, oh, shit, he's dead. That's mm-hmm. what, that's yeah. kind of what I took. She shot the thing, not him, right? right. I was going to say. She was because, it and she shot it. Yeah, and then. Because yeah. Mal, I like that Mal earlier. And when they were making the joke about I could shoot you in the foot and he's like, you're a terrible shot. I like that. She saved him. That was good. With the shot. You know, what is another thing. The first time I saw a gun in this episode, I was like, what year is it? I was like, a gun? (laughs) Like when he shoots the coin, I was like, wait a second. I'm, I'm expecting this to be like fucking 
I really like the era that they chose to revolve this around. Is it like pre-industrial? Yeah. But it is industrial. It's like industrial. They're going through their industrial revolution, but they're still like... They don't got machine guns or nothing. Yeah, right. It's the it's single shot. It's I think pistols. everything's a single yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Who cares about guns when you can shoot fire and stuff? Yeah. Like I would. Yeah, that's yeah. what I focus the technology on and stuff. All right. So we pretty much hit all like the main pieces and stuff. I do have a couple questions. Is there anything else you want to hit? You guys want to talk about story wise, or we hit everybody, every character and stuff like that? So did we hit the end scene with Lexi? Okay, that. Yeah. That, yeah. So take us through that. And I think that should wrap us up. So, yeah, essentially, Kaz walks up to Dreesen's Manor. And first off, the blackmail scene where he just puts all his coins on the table and it's just like, listen, man, you're going to give us the rights to this exclusive job because one, we have the heart render. And two, I'll fucking turn you into the guild for taking this prisoner who's clearly really important without telling anyone. Like, you're not supposed to have this guy. And they kind of get up in each other's face. And he holds his ground. So that's just a point for Kaz. Oh, yeah. I just Kaz. like hyping up my boy. Our talk, boy yeah, Kaz. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so they go down and, you know, Dreesen says, this is the prisoner. Obviously, you don't know anything. It's this guy, Alexei uh, Stepanov was his name. And he said two weeks ago, he ran out of the west side of the fold on foot and hasn't been able to, you know, articulate his thoughts since. He's in like this PTSD trance. Um, they're keeping it quiet, but apparently there was an event that happened in the fold and he experienced it, but just can't tell anybody. They bring this heart render in, you know, she does her thing. Heart renders, I think. So I looked them up. They are the most valuable Grisha because they can, I think, manipulate any sort of internal organ. Um, and I think my questions was totally like, what did you guys get from her abilities? And I I thought of her as like, just like a a, empathic, like psychic kind of, that's what I, that's the vibe I got. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're saying it's different, could be, I don't want to put anything in your heads. I think that's a good place to be. I shouldn't have looked it up, but yes, that's a good place to be that they're just able to. So before I looked it up, I was just like, they, they can manipulate heartbeat or at least calm people down. Maybe empath is the right word for it, Kathleen, like you said. But either way, she goes over, just rubs this guy's heartbeat, slows down. He's calm and can finally speak again. This is when Enej gets him the water, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just being a good person. And Alexi reveals to Dreesen what happened. You know, you're not going to believe me, but I saw some summoner. Like, that's what saved me. And this dick, Dreesen, presses him for the name, promises to set him free if he gives it to him. Alina Starkov, and then he shoots the fucking guy. Turns our boy Alexi into a fucking narc. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that that Alina wasn't going to be on the the manifest because it was such a last second, like, yeah, you're on the fucking boat. Get on the boat. Mm. (laughs) Like, I really thought she wasn't going to. He said the name, and he's like, let me check the manifest. I was like, she's not going to be on the manifest. She was on the <laughs> really added her really quickly on that bitch. But um, so while anyway. we're on the topic of Dreesen, let's do a little worlds collide here because this guy is in cursed. Wait, who is he? Do you, re- you remember him? He's uh from his name is Boars. Yeah, he was the dick, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He hated this guy. You keep, now, I think they cut off his hand or something. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy with the gambling thing, and she like messed with the dice and yes. stuff. And now, I also recognized him. Cause I kept staring at him and he doesn't have a mustache and like what I remember him as. And I'm like, damn, what do I know him from? And mine is uh last kingdom and he, he's in last mm. kingdom too. And, and he's good in that. 
Yeah, I haven't seen that one. It's all cursed, though. We saw cursed, and we covered it. If you guys want to check it out. So before we move away from that final scene, though, something I did notice cinematography wise was as soon as Alina's what is her last name again? Starkov. Yeah. Starkov. Starkov. As soon as they said her full name, the camera did focus onto Kaz for a good, like noticeable three seconds. So I was trying to see if, if anyone else got a vibe that because like we know these characters don't meet in the source material. Right. Like, is there mm-hmm. going to be some, some backstory. backstory where is she going to be related to him? Is she yeah. going to know of him? That's just kind of the vibe I got for by making that decision to literally stick on his face for like three seconds as soon as the name reveal happened. And I'm kind of here for that. I think he is just who he is. Someone who deals in the black market and is now one of only what seven people that are aware of the existence of a sun summoner. Yeah. And he knows how valuable that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think yeah. that's why it just lit up. I took note of the scene where Dreesen shoots Alexi and you see that Kaz didn't flinch at all. Inez kind of flinched, but she did it more like, oh, damn, like, yeah. I, like I care about him kind of way. And for some reason, Jesper was like, Jesus Christ, I, <laughs> I thought that him of all people wouldn't because he's the gun guy. Yes. But yeah, I thought it was really cool that Kaz just didn't even like blink. Yeah, I, I really do like this whole trio, man. All three of them are seem so cool. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. potential for Jesper to like the way he just shot that coin in his opening scene. Right there, like you know, this dude, he's a marksman, he's a marksman. I really wrote sharpshooter, like that's so valuable. And he just seems like one of those characters that's just gonna have like three or four really badass moments in the first season. Uh, Yeah, all right. So, let me ask you guys really quick here. Right now, we know we have Kaz, we have Jesper, and we have Inesh. Mm -hmm. So, Kaz, he's got a limp, he's got a sweet ass cane, and we know that he's like a gangster that that matters you know he's like he's a, Shelby a he's bit. some kind of big dog but he's not as big as um my boy pecker yeah okay so do you think that he's anything special in a way of like i mean you were kind of saying or one of you guys were saying grisha i do you think any do you think there's anything special about him or do you think he's just the ringleader and he's got his henchmen whatever his his partners that are the badasses because i mean we know we're gonna find out i'm guessing we have to find out what's wrong with his leg and why he limps and i mean he could be it could go one or two ways he could be a guy who limps and he could just still be a badass or he could be like you know just by reputation i'm the ringleader and i'm the gangster and you got inez and jesper to worry about i don't know yeah it could be anything like i said it could be it could be the fact that he's a Grisha and that could be a later reveal mm-hmm. could be that he has some sort of connection to Alina or it could be what Brian just said. And I, now the more I'm thinking about it, it would be just kind of cooler if he is nothing. Yeah. And he's just this, this smart badass that'll just do things to, yeah. to fuel his ambition. Yeah. I hope that's the character. And I think he's able to draw people to his cause because he's so like charismatic and yeah. smart. Like he is a good leader. People follow him because he, seems to be making smart moves, you know, playing chess when other people are playing checkers. I fucking love saying that only yeah, about right. Zemo and my boy cats. <laughs> Those are the only yeah. two. No, um, you convinced me. B-Town's right. That's what yeah. I want to happen. Now. Yeah. You had me thinking some type of way though. When you said he was taking off the gloves, I thought that was the thing. And now I'm on team. He was taking off the gloves. <laughs> <laughs> 
We sweat. <laughs> he's got some cool what ass the hell, clothes. Man. He's got a sweet cane. He's got the hat. I mean, he's why would badass. you ever take off gloves that cool if you didn't have some sweet ass powers, baby? All, I mean, all I can say is that I think of X Men with Rogue yeah, in the movie man. when she's taking finger by finger, yeah. she's taking off the gloves, and then she touches someone, and it's game over. I was thinking Theo and Haunting of Hill House. Oh, oh hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> We all so, cover haunting a fill house. I would say my theories right now are that Jesper is a sharpshooter slash fabricator. I think he does have that. Um, I think that Inej is the shadow bender. And I think, and I hope that Kaz is nothing. I hope yeah. that that's just how he gets by on his words. I, I agree. And, and you really did convince me about Inej. I actually didn't think about her being a shadow bender at all. I am shocked. I, I thought know. they were slapping us in the face That's with so that. That's so funny. I don't know why. I just thought Ooh. she was just like she was a ninja. Her knife. Like, yeah, so I figured yeah. that could be her thing. Yeah, like I just thought she was just like a ninja kind of deal where she just, that, like Batman, he disappears. Yeah. Like You even pointed out that her eyes went wide when they mentioned a sun summoner, right? Yeah. yeah. She would be interested in that as the only shadow bender in the world or something. Like yeah. that would be her opposite. Yeah, I think you convinced me. But let's also talk about the the Dark General or Kierigan, yeah, General yeah. Kierigan. We didn't get a face reveal this episode, but spoiler alert, it is Logan from Westworld. Like I'm that's so the excited. actor. Yeah, Ben Which Barnes. is dope. Oh shit, that's who he plays? I knew yeah. he was in it. Oh, that's great. And He's gonna be really good. I cannot yeah. wait to see him. But I was actually pretty surprised he wasn't initially just thrown into the fold with them. Like I thought he was gonna be someone that goes with them. Yeah, Alina. so I mean he's literally the gen he controls everything of the second army so he's, second he's army. The, the top dog so alexi said you'll find out what he believes is going to happen with this plan whether it's going to work or not work if he goes or he doesn't go and okay. he didn't go <laughs> and we also know the name of the first army general too which i didn't write yeah down. i didn't write that down either but he's the one that picked that picked up alexi right yeah it didn't give off the impression that he was a uh, a Grisha. He must they, suck if he let Alexa get kidnapped that easily. Yeah, I, there was a two week <laughs> gap when yeah. he lost him. So, so he was the dude in West Rafka. Was the general of the first army? Okay, I didn't catch that. Yeah, he yeah. said oh, we've been waiting for two hours. They're not coming. Okay, I didn't know he was the yeah. the head general of the first army. Which, by the way, I don't think we've defined them yet. The first army, also known as the King King's Army, is Ravka's first line of defense against outside threats, including the Fjordans to the north, the Shoot to the south, as well as the flesh eating monsters that live in the Shadow Fold. It is the counterpart of the second army, which is a military regiment that is based in the Little Palace. In contrast to the first army which is composed of entirely non-Grisha. The second army is made up of only Grisha. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, cool. Man, that, I, I, I just think they did a good job. It could This maybe could have been done over two episodes to flesh out a couple more things, but obviously the trickle of learning the magic system is gonna is part of the fun, so there's no yeah. need to rush that. Yeah. But mm -hmm. they could have spent a little bit more time on just, you know, I don't know, just some of the other world-building aspects, especially when they did that whole Kaz squad info dump where they were talking to all the people getting the information and stuff there was I a actually lot of really stuff there. loved that scene that yeah. that's like the cross cutting where i was just like yo this that was sick like yeah. i was they so, in so on much that. I was, that was the time where i was like okay i gotta fucking take notes here yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, as always, I liked this episode and now I like it even more talking through it with you guys. That yeah. is the joy of the pod. But I have a Ben Kill Mary if you're ready. Ooh. No way, do you? I'm yeah, ready. Any final Let's thoughts? Do, we go well, do we have we any good? final thoughts? Any Anything you want to talk about? Any theories? I mean, it's hard to do theories after one episode. 
Right. The next podcast episode will be covering episodes two and three. So there's going to be a lot more material to work with because yeah. at that point we're almost halfway done. So I don't really off the bat, I feel like we hit a couple of them. We talked about all the possibilities for Kaz's connection to people. Uh, I We didn't say anything. Is there anyone that believes that Mal has a chance of being Agrisha? Or are we just good with him just being her counterpart that she's going to hook up with? Yeah, I think he's going to be <laughs> non-Grisha. Yeah, he's just going to be a regular guy. Okay. And then who's the Zoya girl? Oh, she's gotta she's gotta be okay. My hot take is that Mal and Zoya might actually be a thing, and that Alina and Mal are just like BFFs for the whole okay. thing. And then Alina bangs Kaz. Alina bangs whoever she wants, bro. She's a sun summoner. She's a sun summoner. <laughs> I have a feeling she might be marrying me a little later, but you know, who knows? I actually it's three boys, but oh. <laughs> I don't have a so- I don't think that there's a solid third girl yet. yet. Like I would say yeah, Alina, Alina and an edge, but and... I don't I don't want to throw in a third and then be like, we don't know anything about Yo, it. Yo, what about Petia, dude? The chick what that you? discovered the, the maps that were on fire? No, what about what about uh, the Tumblr herself? My God, yeah, Zoya. Zoya. Yeah, he could, but I nah, feel like she's not her. our. We don't know anything about her yet. She's not binge crew yet. She ain't binge crew yet. All right. So the three I was gonna say, I feel like you'll still be pleased. Announce bank, you'll marry for everyone. Bank, you'll marry Kaz. No, no, like for the audience. Oh, this is our bank, you'll marry segment. <laughs> <laughs> we always do bank, you'll marry. Okay, that's our thing. So, um, we got Kaz, Jesper, and Mal. The three boys. Oh, okay. The three hot boys. This is so easy. I'm marrying Kaz. I'm banging Jesper because that guy knows what he's doing. And Mal, I'm killing him. Done. Dusted. I think you're right. I think that's the answer. (laughs) We don't have enough information on these guys to really make a like, okay, you can marry Mal because he's like the good hearted one. And then (sighs) Kathleen's probably going to marry Mal and fuck Kaz and kill Jesper, right? I was actually. Okay, so. Brian, I agree. Unless I'm doing it as Alina and then I'm going to marry Mal because yeah. I'm just telling you both times I saw the scene where where they first come together and he just throws her his arm around yeah. her and is like they're walking and he she's holding his hand over here. And I'm like, I'm obsessed with this. Yeah. Both times I watched it for both rewatches. I was like, OK, I'm obsessed. Um, But yeah, I um I would actually in that scenario when I'm marrying Mal, I would bang jesper actually and let kaz go huh? and let the kaz boy go See, but i think jesper is like super fun and goofy whereas kaz is too or er, yeah kaz is too serious for me kathleen i am so happy that you seem to be genuinely invested in this shit between elena alina and mal oh yeah oh i'm, I'm in <laughs> that makes me so, so happy that's <laughs> awesome if you're invested in a ship for a show like we're in. Baby. I feel like you're in. That really does matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, could, right. I could bang Mal. You know, I, I could. Yeah. Oh my Mal. god! And when he was oh, fighting, I was like, god. "Fuck me up." Okay. Well, so now you're making a lot of points for Mal. Kaz is the easy marry because he's just the guy that's gonna make you rich as fuck. He's too serious for me. He what does seem serious. Though. I need a. Goof. So would he allow me to wear? The gloves and, and the hat <laughs> and the cane. Like I, I wanted I I feel like if I married him, he would be like, only I get to do that. You can't be as cool as See, me. Like I don't know him enough. Yeah, See, we don't I, know him even enough. Just like Mal being so protective when she got on the boat was like he's like, I will literally kick you yeah. off of this boat if you don't turn yeah, around. Like, I, I'm gonna marry guy. Mal. You talked me into it. He, yeah, I'm you really talked into me into it too. Nah, you know what? I already talked too much shit on him. I gotta learn not to do that because now I feel bad. 
I actually really hmm. liked this way of doing it, where we're just basically saying every option consensus. and mixing it around. We're talking we're out, just making yeah. our own consensus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, general consensus. But we're gonna recycle these three characters when we have more yeah. knowledge about people. Totally. So that was mm-hmm. just a that was a shit show of Bang Kill Mary, but. We will have a more structured version. I would like to make a theory that at one point, some of us at least are going to hate one of those three people. Yeah, I can see that. You know, cool. All right, put it <laughs> on the board right now. Just we'll we'll do this as another stand-in for the uh, Bank Kill Mary. Give me two characters that are just completely hot takey that you think are gonna could bang. See now, now that. I love the idea of Kaz and Alina because I I oh. love the idea of when you're you're on a heist and you, and I'm getting Jimmy and then it's like well I'm gonna not say either of you because you're my <laughs> fucking family but Brian like you are my target and then it's like oh shit I, yeah, it could be anything where you target, fall in love or you just could be a kid and you're just like fuck I love this so kid. are we allowed to use the trailer as no. Wait, you oh damn I I didn't the watch the trailer no 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 not like not that I know anything specific about you saw some electricity in the trailer so I'm just gonna say that I know that. From the trailer, Alina and the general have scenes together because she's going to be a sun summoner. So okay, that's a hot take. So I want to say they're banging. Sure. I don't know. I mean, is he too old for her? how old is our See, boy? I ben actually Barnes was going to use the general too, except he's going to bang Inej, and they're just oh, going to have shadow oh, two babies. shadow babies, shadow babies in Melisandre style. <laughs> oh, okay. God. So I had Inej and Mal. <laughs> Okay. That's that so, is that the is, best one. Yeah, that might be the so best random. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That is really random. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Anything else? This show has me freaking hooked. I'm hooked. And guess what? We get to watch two more episodes right after this. Yeah, thank God. I'm low-key really excited to learn more about the heart renders. Yeah, like me them too. Them specifically. Like the Grisha in general, but yeah. them specifically because... They're just like the overpowered ones. Yeah. It seems like if you ever saw that that movie push with Chris Evans, probably not. It was like kind of a no. bad movie, but they all have random powers like that. But then there's this one like super rare kind that is it, it reminds me of the uh, the heart render where they can affect people. And it's the most powerful mm-hmm. one, but it's not like the main one. That's kind of the vibes right. I'm getting here. Yeah. I like it. Brian like knows it. a little bit more than he should. I know a little Island. bit. And I feel like what I told you guys got Luke interested in it. So yes, totally. maybe, I, maybe I'm glad I did. Yeah, maybe I'm not. Yeah. And specifically that heart renders are also like looped in with healers just in general. You said mm-hmm. that takes it to another so, level. I was going to ask that earlier on because I, I totally like caught it when they said grab a healer. So you're yeah. confirming that healer is its own. Okay. Healer. So. The class system, which I think is going to be broken down for us very soon of all the Grisha, but uh, the Corporalci or the Order of the Living and the Dead are Grisha whose, focus, whose power focuses on the human body. Heartrenders, Healers, and Tailors are three subclasses of the Order of the Living and the Dead. Okay. Okay. I'm Damn, excited. Right. We're yeah, gonna like we're it. gonna probably re-break all this shit down again on the next. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we actually understand it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But all right. I awesome. We're ready to get out of here. Good, good pilot app. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I had a lot of fun talking that out with you guys too. That was that was a fun one to talk about. Um, but keep an eye out for our continued coverage of Shadow and Bone. We are going to be covering it a little sporadically. So we're doing the pilot now, obviously, and then we're going to go two, two, 
two, and then we're going to do the finale on its own. Uh, So from here on out, we're going to be two at a time. As always, if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BingetownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Bingetown TV, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 